This week, in the parish of bourses and market structure, CME results continue to disappoint as Hong Kong exchanges have a record nine-month spell amidst a welter of results while Settle make their DLT open source. ICE, on the other hand, was awesome revisited. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, episode 119. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the week in market structure. All the analysis of the week's many events and happenings can be found in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter, the unique guide to the business of bourses, sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. Temasek, that arm of the government of Singapore, their investment arm, they've been seeking to dispel the notion that the Singapore exchanges is a dull market. Tokyo Stock Exchange, things are so exciting there, they're extending the trading day by 30 minutes. On the other hand, not so good at the Angolan Stock Exchange, although they're pretty happy. Their daily transactions have surpassed $1.6 million per day. On the other hand, that's the magic round number in Angolan currency of 1 billion Kwanzaas. The Nairobi Stock Exchange, you can now buy and sell the shares of companies listed on the Kenyan Stock Exchange on the same day. An exciting move with the invention of the Kenyan day trader there. And meanwhile, Nadex, they have offered a quiz from which you can determine the strategy that's going to best fit what you'd like to use. The Pan-African Exchange, they've raised a complaint against the Securities and Exchange Commission. But that's admittedly in deepest, darkest Africa, not the USA. There's only one daily news source for the business of bourses, Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. Exchange Invest publishes the daily digest of everything in the market structure industry around the world in a user-friendly email briefing format from Monday to Friday. With additional pith by former Exchange CEO and long-standing fintech pioneer Patrick L. Young, yes, that's me, Exchange Invest is the unique one-stop shop for the daily news in markets, market operators and related functions. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. And there was a great story from the NYSE this week, what it's really like to ring the New York Stock Exchange bell, a fabulous outline of the world's most famous financial campanology experience. It ought to be read in conjunction with another post indeed, which was from last week's Nicey Bloggings by Farrell Kramer, who counts himself very lucky to be within the halls of the NYSE reporting on what happens there. That previous article, Bitcoin, Jason Sudeikis, WeWork, Mark Historic Week at the NYSE, is another excellent example of what goes on behind the scenes at the world's most famous stock exchange. China, they've published the rules for the new Beijing Stock Exchange, not slacking there. And the Saudi exchange, Tadawal, they issued the SGA disclosure guidelines for listed companies. Dubai, they're getting very, very active indeed with the addition of a new head of the Dubai financial marketplace. You're seeing the plan to list 10 state-owned companies. 
Also, they're launching a 2 billion dirham market maker fund. And the Emirate has also approved launching a 1 billion dirham fund to encourage tech companies to list in the stock market. Elsewhere, the Flash Boys Exchange, IEX, we heard about them moving their data over recently to an interesting internet or at least distributed ledger based protocol. IEX, they are now going to start charging customers for access to their data beginning from next year. Results, what a cornucopia of results it was during the course of the week. Oh yes, there were news from Japan Exchange, DFM, all sorts of other places. They were all reported in Exchange Invest, the go-to source for information news about the parish of bourses. But let's just concentrate on one set of results for this week, ladies and gentlemen. The Intercontinental Exchange. They reported a fabulous third quarter set of results. Net revenues up 28% year on year, beating the consensus by a handsome $50 billion. All the other numbers were just absolutely blistering in another quarter of excellence from the Atlanta-based exchange. SIBO, they managed to beat estimates from analysts, but it wasn't quite so spectacular. Profits up 9% as they continue to invest in the business. New markets this week, TPI Cap launched a first of its kind ICAP Speedwell Climate Index. Unfortunately, the climate for TPI Cap itself seems pretty grim as their results were frankly awful. And indeed, these shares have now reached 140 pence, a new all-time low, and also the level coincidentally at which they launched their rights issue a number of months back when they were seeking to buy LiquidNet. The Bangladesh Securities and Exchange Commission have allowed the Chittagong Stock Exchange to establish a commodity market. While in Belarus and Russia, there are conversations going on between the Belarus Universal Commodity Exchange, BUS, and the St. Petersburg International Mercantile Exchange, SPIMEX, about forming a unified commodity market. In deals this week, one key deal, albeit not actually in the parish of exchanges itself, but relating around a vendor. Trading technologies will be acquired by Seven Ridge. That's intriguing. Car crash. Karsten Kengeter, the former CEO of Deutsche Börse, has stitched together the deal to buy trading technologies via his Seven Ridge organization. There's going to be a new fund. That fund will be a closed entity, and it specifically includes amongst its investors none other than SIBO and SGX's partners. They're going to buy trading technologies. CEO Tim Giannopoulos will be standing down. While the impeccably networked, and indeed very close to Victor Veronica Augustson, who's one of the leading figures within Seven Ridge, the KRM founder Keith Todd is expected to now become CEO of the Unified Group. Elsewhere, KRM22 has now got a 25% shareholder in the shape of Seven Ridge. How TT works in this new incarnation will be very interesting. It was once a tech pioneer and then an aggressive patent competent, while well, it's recently been working on SaaS solutions to the trading desktop. Elsewhere, SGX are collaborating with the Shanghai Stock Exchange subsidiary. They're going to be trying to bring securities market data to investors in mainland China. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome wherever you find this podcast. Interesting news in the world of crypto this week, the controversial crypto exchange BitMEX, two months after paying a $100 million fine in the US for illegal trading operations, they're trying to get themselves regulated in Switzerland. In product news this week, Refinitiv launched their regulated Tokyo swap rate for swaps refinancing TANA to facilitate the industry transition away from LIBOR. Elsewhere, SIBO is launching... 
nano size, absolutely tiny sized S&P 500 options in an effort to pull in retail traders. And FTSE Russell, they're considering revamping their China index after the launch of the Hong Kong exchange's rival index in the course of recent weeks. Technology news this week, six have partnered with BMLL for best execution analysis. Very interesting to see what's going on there. Elsewhere, Settle, the CSD software provider and also CBD software provider, they're open sourcing their blockchain code for the settlement end of their business. Instanet, they've connected to Clearstream and LCH Equity Clear for post-trade activity. And SIBO will be distributing real-time data via Amazon Web Services with SIBO Global Cloud. The most exciting tech story of the week is undoubtedly relating to the Pakistan Stock Exchange. They, with a great fanfare, last week rolled out their new trading system, which was based on a Chinese system from one of their shareholders. Unfortunately, it seems to have been a total disaster. The Pakistan Stock Exchange this week said it was reverting to its previous trading system as a short-term measure to provide uninterrupted service to all brokers. I believe we have a winner in the all-time catastrophe exchange tech implementation stakes. Elsewhere, MCX, they've initiated an audit of payments made to the London-based firm PSEB. That's after they paid the full amount of a PSEB contract for a trading system which was apparently never delivered. Career news this week, Yuri Denisov has been re-elected chairman of the executive board of Moscow Exchange through 2025, while Parik O'Connor will be stepping down from the Euronext board after his term ends in May next year, his departure being part of a wider refresh of the supervisory board following your next acquisition of Borsa Italiana in April. And of course, the new CEO has been confirmed. They've nominated Fabrizio Testa as the CEO of Borsa Italiana. He's currently the CEO of MTS. And he will also become head of fixed income trading for the Euronext Group and a member of the managing board of Euronext NV. And that leaves us, ladies and gentlemen, in this very rapid run-through of the exchange week with Big World. China's power crisis threatens Xi Jinping's bid to stay in power, according to some experts. It's an interesting analysis, but then, of course, it's coming from, it has to be said, probably Xi Jinping's biggest and most mortal enemies in the media. No, rather, I think the story of the week in Big World was that Reuters noted that Emirates Airways are stripping their first ever Airbus A380. It's going to become furniture and memorabilia as the plane goes out of service. A commercial debacle, the Airbus A380 super jumbo jet, finally finished by the COVID downturn. Does anybody else see this as a metaphor? A vastly subsidised multinational project that just kept leaden-footedly pushing for a larger, larger master plan and has ended up proving redundant within a decade as the preference is for smaller, more nimble entities. And on that mysterious and magnificent note, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Patrick L. Young. Thanks for joining me for this very brief weekly podcast this week, episode 119 of the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast Cadre. We'll be back for, yes, you've guessed it, episode 120 next week. Thanks for listening. This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations. Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments, and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state.
Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our programme, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.